What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast, part of the Niners Nation podcast network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. She's Michelle Maju. Michelle, welcome back. I missed you last week. I know it has been a wild week since we last talked. Like insane, except for everything. We've, we've right. heard all the news we wanted, except for the biggest thing. And we're still just holding on hope that our dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, we get one of those alerts saying where he's landed and where his new home is. And hopefully it's anywhere but Pittsburgh. I have spent way, way too much time refreshing Adam Schefter's Twitter feed. Like it's on, <laughs> it's, it's unhealthy at you this point. You could just point. turn on his alerts. You know that, right? Uh, he's on already. Please, you think he's not on? Give me a break. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you take the time to leave a review, we take the time to read it on the show. Michelle, the last time we talked, Russell Wilson was still in the NFC West. Carson Wentz was a Colt. Khalil Mack was a bear. Like, some stuff has gone down. I could not believe the Russell Wilson trade. I thought I was seeing it from a fake account. Like I have Adam Schefter's tweets, like alerts on. So I got the alert and I still didn't believe it. I was like, this has to be a fake Adam Schefter account. Like even with the little check mark, I was still looking at the name being like, there has to be something wrong here because we don't get these kind of, this kind of news in the NFL. Like these kind of blockbuster trades just rarely go down. So I was actually shocked. He truly left Seattle. I believed him when he said he was staying. Like he was so, he was so cocky then in your interview to be like, no, we're fine, dude. We're good. Like why lie? Like so hard, you know, he really wanted to save face, I guess. Yes. He doesn't want people to be mad at him. And think about this too, for all the people that said, well, he wasn't really pushing for a trade. Not only did he leave, he went to a team that wasn't on his list of four teams from from last year. So he definitely wanted out, and he is gone now. I did an emergency podcast. It was like a party. It was just a celebration. Russ is gone from my life, although Niners do play Denver next year, so we're not totally done with him yet. But, like, I'm just – he was 17-4 and four against the 49ers in his career, if you include the playoffs. Like, I am so glad to be done with him. Well, and it takes away a contender in the NFC and in the division because no matter what Seattle's roster looked like, with Russell Wilson, they still had a shot. Without him, unless they go, you know, trade for Deshaun Watson and he plays all next year, like they're they're pretty much just rebuilding at this point. It's another team you don't have to worry about. This is huge for the 49ers. I think it's huge for Denver. It sucks for the AFC in general. Another great <laughs> quarterback. Like yeah. I, I hate doing? my team being stuck in the AFC. It's the worst. But I mean, you could be a Raiders fan. That would be a hundred times worse right now. Yeah, it's life is good if you're in the NFC right now. And actually, we're going to get to some of the Deshaun Watson stuff. Obviously, we'll talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo, the trade stuff. But since you mentioned it, the Niners are an extremely popular bet right now. According to BetMGM, of all the potential money bet on potential NFC champions, 30% of it has been placed on the 49ers. So people are not scared off by the quarterback change. They are betting heavily on San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. And you look at it right now, who's standing in their way? You say Green Bay, but the Niners are 4-0 and against Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, so... That's certainly something that they could do. They could beat Green Bay. Uh, Dallas, mm, okay, but the Niners just handled Dallas and didn't even play particularly well in that playoff game. Yeah, not worried about Dallas. Cowboys are chokers, let's be honest. And they're going to lose a lot of pieces this this offseason. I mean, first of all, 
Jerry, their owner has a secret daughter for the past 25 years. Like it's <laughs> chaos there in Dallas, allegedly, allegedly secret daughter, I should say. Um, but even you throw out like the Rams. Okay. They did beat the Niners in the NFC championship game last year, but it was incredibly close. And San Francisco has beat them recently consistently. So there's really no one that scares you in the NFC. I think the rest of the NFC should be scared of the Niners. A hundred percent. I mean, they are, I think they're the favorites of the non-favorites, right? Like you have the best, I don't know, I guess you'd call them the best odds to make it, the Rams and the Packers. So if you don't want to bet on those two teams, I think the 49ers are the best bet with the odds that you get for them to win, that they would definitely be my favorite. But it does come down to Trey Lance, right? Can he play as an average quarterback? That's all you need, right? You need him to make some special plays. You need him not to turn over the ball. You need him... You you honestly need him to not play like Josh Allen 2019 or Josh Allen right. 2018. And that's what you could possibly get because that's the prospect that he was kind of comp to coming out. You need him not to make those massive mistakes where you're like, what are you doing, dude? Like, if you remember watching Josh Allen, I loved him. Like, even when he was bad, like, quote, quote unquote, bad, I saw what he could become and I absolutely loved the dude. But he lost games for the bills a lot because of his stupid, stupid errors he would make. It was just so bad. And you need Trey Lance not to do that. Cause you have too good of a roster around him. He needs to be more of a game manager type that makes those like really splashy plays uh, at times and, you know, helps them get into good positions. But that's just your only worry there. If Trey Lance does make those really boneheaded mistakes, just don't, kill us and too often yes. jimmy garoppolo would kill you in big uh, situations speaking of trey lance he's also pretty popular to win the mvp 10 yeah, percent silly that's of the silly. handle have come down on trey lance his odds have fallen from 80 to 1 to 66 to 1 and it is not silly michelle first of all your co-host has already bet on trey lance to win the mvp i have locked that in already and here's why we have seen quarterbacks in their second year win the mvp Patrick Mahomes did it. And the year after that, Lamar Jackson won the MVP in their second season. So it's not totally absurd. Do you think the 49ers defense is going to be bad enough where Trey Lance is going to have to do, you know, carry a team on his back where they're going to consider Trey Lance, where his numbers are even going to be up there enough? I cannot picture his passing numbers up there enough to win. MVP. I know Lamar Jackson won it and he did have a good defense. So maybe that's how he wins. But if you look at the rest of the quarterbacks in 2019, it was a really down year for quarterbacks. Like Lamar Jackson had to do, it, it was a great year for him, but he really had no competition whatsoever. Now you're saying like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow haven't won yet. Like he has to beat out those type of guys. I, I, if I had to put my money down, I'm sure they're odds. You're like, you're not going to win as much, but there's no way I'm betting Trey Lance over Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Narrative is a huge part of it. I agree with you. Here's where I think it's going to help Trey. I think the Niners are going to have a ton of games in prime time next year. If he plays well in those games, and obviously this whole season is about the change from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. If he plays well in those big games and the Niners are near the top of the NFC, I think he has as good a chance as anybody to win it. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's not just me. Like I said, 10% of the handle that's come down on MVP votes has been on Trey Lance. So it is not just me. Um, I can't believe we've gone eight minutes and we haven't mentioned the potential trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, Michelle. This is some kind of record <laughs> in the past week. I hope that this is the show that nobody hears because I hope that at some point today, 
Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, and we will be doing an, a live emergency podcast all about the trade and what they got back and all of this stuff because it's just – it's consumed me. Like, I'm just ready to be done with it. It's like, you know, when you when you know you're going to break up with somebody and you eventually – you know, at least I – I've always wanted to do those things face to face. I'm not a breakup over text guy. That's never been me. Um, and you know, you're going to do it and you're just waiting for the other person to arrive. So you can have that conversation. Like you just want to be done with it. You don't want it hanging over your head. You don't want to be thinking about it. You want to move on with the rest of your life. And that's where I am. Do you know where I am right now? Where are you? I'm in this spot where I I desperately want the Jimmy Garoppolo news to come out as a 49ers fan, like, and also someone that's really into like where they're going to be drafting and like the draft picks will be able to utilize. Like I want them to get an early draft pick, at least a second rounder. That's early. Like I want to have fun with thinking about who they can draft there, but then also sitting here as a Steelers fan with no quarterback, I'm, I'm sitting here. I don't want to hear Jimmy Garoppolo's coming, but then I also don't want to hear he's not coming. Like I don't, mm. I don't want him to go somewhere else because <laughs> then there's no other options. But then I also don't want him to come to Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I want out of this news because I think I'll be disappointed if he ends up going to the Colts. Like the Steelers have nobody. I don't know. I'm in this. I'm in this hard spot. That is a weird situation to be in because on the one hand i get it like hey you get garoppolo you'll probably go back to the playoffs although the yeah. afc is so loaded who knows but like you're gonna clearly have a shot if you don't get garoppolo uh, you know what i would maybe look into if i were a steeler fan can you trade for gardner Minshew? i don't think that's People the worst obsessed with gardner Minshew. i don't get it i don't get it why what, what do you got against gardner because you don't you like got, mullets you only you? like gardner Minshew because of his hair that's it if he didn't have the hair no one would ever be talking about him he's fine but he's like no i'm not going to go trade for gardner Minshew. i guess if you can trade for him for a six but i don't even know if i guess he would beat out mason rudolph he should but he's not going to get you to the playoffs all he might do is win one or two more games than mason rudolph maybe win you six games like no thank you Please get out of here, Gardner. Gardner Minshew has 41 touchdowns and 12 picks in his career. Cool. I don't care. That's pretty damn good playing for Jacksonville and the Eagles. Like, you could do a lot worse, especially for what he's going to cost you. You could do a lot better. He's <laughs> or, and, or, Who? If we, if we were in the NFC uh, South, then maybe, right? Maybe because then you could still win your division, but no, not in the AFC, not in the AFC North. I'm not going into the season with Gardner Minshew. It's not happening. If I told you that Jimmy Garoppolo could end up on the Steelers or the Browns, which is also another rumor that I've heard that potentially he could go to Cleveland. What would you rather have? I would rather Baker Mayfield than the Steelers. Oh my God. Can, can we like, can we get that three-way trade? If they don't want Baker, just send him over to us. I know it's in division and it never happened. But the I would love for Jimmy Garoppolo to go to the Browns because that means they gave up on Baker Mayfield, and that's hilarious to me. That would be such a bad franchise. Did you see the three-way trade that I proposed on Twitter yesterday that has gone people have loved slash hated? No, I have not. Okay, so I proposed that there's a three-way trade between the 49ers, the Colts, and the Raiders. The Colts get Derek Carr who's a great teammate, which is the complete opposite of Carson Wentz, who's a jerk. And they who, they were so sick of Carson Wentz, they've said that they would have cut him if they couldn't trade him. And that would have cost them 15 million bucks and they were still going to do it. 
So the Colts would get Derek Carr, all-around good guy. The Raiders would get Jimmy Garoppolo, which would reunite him with Josh McDaniels, who, of course, was there in New England when Jimmy G was drafted. And the Niners get a draft pick from the Colts and the Raiders. Why do you need the Raiders in it? Why don't the Raiders just keep Carr and the Colts get Jimmy Garoppolo? Because the Raiders want Jimmy Garoppolo. Why do the Raiders want Jimmy Garoppolo? To reunite him with Josh McDaniels. I just said this. Did you not listen? Okay, but Josh McDaniels likes, from what he's saying, he likes Derek Carr. Yeah, well, he's not getting the job if he says, I'm, I don't like Derek Carr. But why is he so desperate to go from Derek? I, I, I am the biggest Derek Carr hater in the world, and I still would rather... <laughs> Him because probably did Jimmy Garoppolo. He has no attachment to Derek Carr. He, he didn't draft him. He wants to get his guy in there. Jimmy was the guy that you they think picked. he wants. You, you're talking about him being such a good teammate, Derek Carr, right? You think that's the best way to go as a new head coach? You take away the guy that everyone apparently loves. You take him, you trade him away, and you bring in a new quarterback that's not even an upgrade. They might be equal, might. I, I still think Carr is probably a little bit better, a better passer at least. Um, so what would what would be the point of that? You're just destroying your locker room's atmosphere, right? The culture there and their, their trust with you immediately. That seems really not the best Josh way to McDaniels start a job. Have you met Josh yet? Oh, <laughs> well, I know. I guess you would be the one what did to he, do that. What did Josh McDaniels do when he got to Denver? I have no idea. I don't remember that. He traded away Jay Cutler. Well, Jay Cutler wasn't very good. What, neither and he wasn't. A, was he a good was he a good teammate? He I feel was like he would be. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I feel like teammate. he would be a Carson Wentz type. Uh, yeah, so you know I what? don't, I don't think that happens. But I do think they could trade him to the Colts. I think that's that's fair. Now that they have an earlier second round pick, they have an extra third round pick. Like they can get this done if they want to. You're just bitter. You just don't like 49er trade rumors on Twitter. I get it. You're just, you know, now that you are slowly but surely becoming part of the faithful, you're hearing more and more 49ers news. And unfortunately for you, you are beginning to witness the just absolute cesspool that is 49ers Twitter and everything that goes on there. I needed to talk to you about that because you're, you're a part of it. That's true. <laughs> you, you are a part of it. I am seeing it all over Twitter. Just we, we, I think last time on this podcast, we already talked about the crazy George Kittle rumors, like stupid. Why are you giving away such an important piece to your offense? Not only as a, a passer, but also or receiver, but also as a blocker, give Trey Lance all the help he needs to succeed. Like be silly to take away these pieces from him. But you, not even as a tweet, but I'm going to call you out right now in a DM, you know, talking about Devo Samuel and that whole like Instagram thing with Miami, which we found out he's just training there. Obviously, it's not anything about being traded, but you're like, I actually wouldn't mind if Devo Samuel got traded. This is the voice I I hear in my head. When you <laughs> That's say unnecessary. That. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if Devo Samuel got traded. No, but. How would you not mind that? He is your offense, right? He is the, the glue of it. He can do everything. He's still on a rookie deal. And what's great about having Trey Lance is that you can pay these players more money because you have a guy that's a quarterback that's not making much money. This is when you surround him with everything. Taking away Devo Samuel would be massive for Trey Lance. He is going to be his person that he can trust. You need him to develop. And then once Trey Lance develops, then fine, you can go cheaper elsewhere. But you do not get rid of Devo Samuel right now. You don't even you don't even put that into the atmosphere stats. What is wrong with you? 
I don't think trading Debo Samuel is going to be that big of a deal. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I do not fall in love with players, okay? I like players. You can't get attached to people. You cannot. It's not about getting attached to the person. It's about how important they are to your offense right now and to your young quarterback's development. Like, what do you want to just to have Brandon Ayuk? Like, who is he going to pass to? He'd have Ayuk and Kittle. That's not enough. Like, you just saw what happened when Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase, and then he also had T. Higgins. He also had Tyler Boyd. Like, surround your quarterback, your young quarterback, with as much talent as possible. You just see right now the Chargers paid up to keep Mike Williams because that is important for him to continue to grow, is to keep that wide receiver there. And now you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to bring in a tight end. Like, surround them with talent. Again, I'm not saying I want them to trade Debo Samuel. What I said was, if they traded him, I wouldn't necessarily think, oh, no, the sky is falling. There's no way we could do anything now. Every team that's ever won a Super Bowl has managed to do it without Debo Samuel. So I think we can relax a little bit there. I want him to have all the weapons. I want Trey to have get more weapons. That's fine. I'm just saying I'm not – the only people on the Niners roster that I wouldn't trade are Trey Lance – Nick Bosa, and that's probably it. Maybe Fred Warner, maybe. Other than that, I'm cool with it. Depending on what they get back, I'd be cool. I think Devo Samuel and George Kittle should be on that list. At least right now. I'm not saying never, but for right now, it would make absolutely no sense because you're in the NFC where, like we just talked about, you have a prime opportunity to go to the Super Bowl to get rid of these key players on your team that make you so good when you're trying to develop a quarterback like that would be the worst thing I, like I honestly think this guy would be falling if they gave away Debo or George Kittle by the way way to throw me in 49ers Twitter cesspool for a DM <laughs> that I sent you like I didn't tweet that out I just no, sent you a DM I've been seeing all your dramatic tweets about he's just Jimmy Grapple is just gonna get released <laughs> Now that's my new voice for you. <laughs> well, I, so, I went from an idiot moron to like a, a, a ranting baby. I don't know like what the second voice was. <laughs> that's my crying voice for you. Uh, I'm just seeing everyone just, you're all, you all need to breathe. I understand it's a very stressful situation right now. And we've been waiting so long for this news and it needs to just come out. I'm with you, but I think you all need to just get off Twitter. Like put all your alerts on. It will come to you. Breathe and just hop off Twitter for a hot second. Hold on. Do you not agree with me when I say that Jimmy Garoppolo waited to have the surgery because he wants to try and get released? I don't agree with you there. I think oh my goodness. I, I think he didn't want to go four months without passing a ball. I think he knew he's going to be joining a new team and he wanted to see if he could, you know, recover without surgery. I think that's a pretty normal thing for any human to want to do. Having surgery is scary no matter who you are. I hate, I would do anything possible to not have surgery. Uh, and it, like in his situation, it, it does suck, you know, to not be able to pass. So I think the best way to go about it was to see if I can recover without surgery. Cause they, I mean, from the sounds of it, it was a possibility. And once they found out that's not going to happen, then he had it pretty much as soon as possible after that. I think he took his sweet time trying to test out if he could, if he could skip the surgery, knowing that if he ended up having to have the surgery, it would tank his trade value and potentially get him released, which would get him the seven and a half million dollar injury guarantee and allow him to control who he ends up with next year. Cause obviously he would be a, a free agent. 
and he would get more guaranteed money in his deal because right now he has no guaranteed money in his deal. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't know if that's true because A, maybe he doesn't get as much money this year to play. Maybe a team's not going to pay him that much, right? If he doesn't have the contract already. And if a team is going to go trade picks for him right now, they're going to give him a new contract. Like a team's not giving up a second and a couple third round picks for him not expecting him to be the guy for the next two or three years at least, they're going to extend him immediately. I think if the, the Steelers were to trade for him, they'd give him that extension, like a two to th- a three-year extension. He'll get some guaranteed money. They want to get him on the low. Like, I don't know. I think this would be silly of him because they're already working with him and not trading him to a place that he doesn't want to go, right? Like, we already yeah, heard from I'm not quite he, sure about that anymore. Didn't he already decline the Washington one? It wasn't that the rumors? Well, I personally, I think that he they could have worked out a deal with Washington, but Jimmy said, if you try to do that, I'm going to veto it. But yeah, exactly. So he already has, I I think there's already good teams that want to trade for him. There's no reason to do this because he already said he'd be down to go to the Saints or the Colts or the Steelers. I mean, those are the teams right now. Like what, what doesn't matter if you're traded or not? I I don't know. Well, he'll get, he's not going to get the exact same amount of money. I agree, but he'd get to pick his team and that has a value too. I think he already pretty much gets to pick it, though. I think that if he blindsided the 49ers with this surgery, which according to John Lynch, he did, that gentleman's agreement that they had, that might be up in smoke. Like, it's hard to say, yeah, we'll work with you. And then it's like, oh, by the way, at the combine, when this is basically going to be finalized, I'm having surgery. I won't be able to throw for 16 weeks. Sorry. See you in July. I mean, what do you want him to do? Keep waiting longer? Like, that would have ruined it no, longer. No, I want like, him to have the surgery sooner. Like I said, he needed to see if he could get fixed without yeah, the surgery. Yeah, sure he did. Sure he did. Joe Staley agrees with me, by the way. He said it well, on KMBR. I do not agree with you. Well. I don't I, agree with you. I think you guys are thinking the worst of a situation no, just because you're stressed out. He's He's not a bad guy if that's what happened. I don't blame him at all. He wants to have control over where he lives and works. He should do that. Like that is, that is a card that he can play. And why shouldn't he play it? Like, I don't, I'm not mad at him for that. To me, I just want people to acknowledge that that is what is occurring. That's all. Okay. Stats right now. Let's say your voice kind of goes raspy a little bit. Right. And you, you need your voice to work and you go to the doctors and they're like, there's a, there's a certain percent chance it'll be fixed in the next couple months or if that doesn't work, you we could go for it right now if you want, but you have to go under surgery for your vocals or your whatever these things are, vocal right? Vocal cords, yes. Vocal cords. And you can't talk for the next four months. So you can't work for the next four months, but you could do it now if you want, or let's see if it can recover without it. Which would you choose? Would you just say automatically, I'm not going to work for four months? Or are you going to try it out to see if it's going to get better for a couple months? And then if it didn't, you would have to do that. What would you do? That's not a fair analysis because why not? Why because not? you're ignoring the whole second part of this, which is is a is Vox saying, "Hey, we're going to trade you to another company." Like that that's the whole if it was just like Jimmy in a vacuum and he wasn't going anywhere, I totally agree with you. But the other component is I don't think he can worry about that though when you're talking about your job and your living. I think you have to just think about your person, you, you 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 yourself, and I think that's where you're getting into it is thinking about all the other things. But if you just think about the person and about what he would have to go through, like I, I think what he did is completely fair and the reasonable like route that he took. I think it's a route that any quarterback would have took during the off season. I think it's crazy. I think if you don't think that that entered into it, I think that's naive. That's just me. 
Maybe. Uh, le- let's take a break uh, because we'll we'll take a break from this Garoppolo stuff. When we come back, there is one 49er, current 49er right now, that you can't get <laughs> off the team fast enough. You have been messaging me about this for weeks, and I was stunned when I heard who it was, and I have to admit, you're kind of convincing me. We'll talk about that when we come back. Back here on the Gold Diggers podcast. All right, let's move beyond James Garoppolo. If we could, if that's allowed. I know he's dominating 49ers world right now, but let's move on because there are other roster decisions that are going to have to be made. One of those is impending free agent Jaquaski Tart. And you have been hitting me up relentlessly, Michelle, that the 49ers need to move on from Tart. Please enlighten people because the things you were sharing with me blew me away. This is the thing with this dude, right? He's already 30. He's 30 years old. He's entering his eighth season. The 49ers have given him long enough. And I get it. He's cheap. So you might say, let's just bring him back on a cheap contract. Because why not? Who else do we have? It's like, find anybody else. And I think <laughs> I I think that dropped interception in to go to the Super Bowl should be the last final straw. It, it's time for him to go somewhere else. Tart had the fewest interceptions plus pass breakups combined among all defensive backs in the NFL that started 10 plus games last year, all of them. Do you know how many he had combined one? He had one pass breakup, one zero interceptions. <laughs> like that is nearly impossible. Like it basically is. Cause like I said, it's the fewest in the NFL. And I thought maybe this was just a bad year for him going back every single year. He had two pass breakups in 2020, one interception, He did it again in 2019, one pass breakup, zero interceptions. 2018, one pass breakup, one interception. I can keep going down the whole list. He's never had more than two (laughs) pass breakups in his career. And then I was talking to you and you're like, he makes plays elsewhere on the field. Cool. You can find guys that are, you know, tough players are going to make plays, but he also had a 15.4 missed tackle rate. That was 14th worst among 66 safeties that played 600 snaps last year. So if he's missing tackles, so if he's not good there, right, and he's also not good in coverage because maybe he's making plays because he's not allowing a ton of yards per reception, fine. But he's playing close to the line, so that's also easier. He's not making any – he's not making a difference for your defense, though, right? We keep saying that. You need difference makers. You need guys that are changing the game or at least, like, sometimes right can you do it once a year like can you get <laughs> one interception or a couple of pass breakups like please he's just a pointless body on that field you need someone that has more potential even if they allowed a couple bigger plays you need someone that can make at least a splash play a year please first of all that's the third stupid voice you've given me in this episode so thanks for that <laughs> i didn't even hear it this time i'm sorry see <laughs> you're out of control um <laughs> I'm stunned by those numbers, to be honest with you. I didn't realize, I knew that they were low, especially the interceptions. I didn't realize the pass breakups were that low. That really surprised me. And maybe it's, it's my brain not wanting to be wrong. My pushback to you was, I think Tart's value comes that his coverage is good enough to where quarterbacks aren't throwing him the ball. Do you think that holds up? No. I don't because like I said, he's still getting these opportunities for tackles in the passing game and he's, he's missing them. Right. Or he's tackling them either way. I don't even care about the tackles, but he, those numbers are still high enough. That says to me, he's getting the targets like his, the targets that he's getting aren't like super low compared to the other safeties. So they're still targeting him. 
it, it's not due to that. I don't think they're like, oh my God, I can't pass to Tart side, you know, like the the Minka thing where teams actually avoid him, Minka Fitzpatrick or a mm -hmm. good safety like that. I just think Tart has to go. It, it's time for him to go. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of great safeties in this free agency market. And you know, a safety that you're going to trust putting on the field as a rookie might not still be sitting there at the end of the second round. So hopefully you get compensation for Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, you can use that pick on a safety. But I do not want to see Talanoa Hufanga in Tart's place, which is something the Niners tried to do last year. Hufanga can't cover. He's way too slow out there. There's a role for him on the team. I just don't think it's starting safety. And so if you're telling me Tart's gone, I start to get a little nervous at least he knows the system. And if he's not going to be that expensive, I wouldn't be totally See, that's against the thing, it. though. It's great that he's not expensive, but you're putting him on the field. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to be a difference maker. Like, go get a Quadre Diggs if you can't get a Tyron Matthew. I mean, T Terrell Edmonds is available, and he has been much better the last couple of years. He at least has 14 pass breakups over the last two years. <laughs> Um, his coverage grade is way higher than Tart's over the last two years, but also he's not a playmaker either. The amount of interceptions he has dropped. I mean, I know this, like, I don't like, I don't enjoy watching him and I think he might come at a price for some reason. So I don't even like if like you have to decide between Tart for $1 million for Edmonds for $10 million. Like, okay, just keep tart at that point. Cause I don't think there's that much of a difference, but if you can go steal a digs and free agency or somehow land Tyron Matthew, like that would be massive. All right. Let's get into, I, you kind of convinced me on tart. I'm not going to lie. So I, <laughs> I'm, I like to be open to new information. And when you first said it, I was like really kind of pushing back on you. Now, the more I hear it, I have to admit you are kind of convincing me. Let's get into two other things I've seen on Twitter that concern the 49ers. First came right before we started uh, this episode. Adam Schefter tweeted out that Raheem Mostert met with Dr. Dan Cooper in Dallas. And according to Dr. Cooper, Raheem is making a full recovery and will be ready to play this season. According to, well, according to his agent, excuse me. Um, do you want to see Raheem Mostert back with the Niners? Do you think that they should re-sign him? He might be a little costly because I think Miami and Mike McDaniel is going to make a big push for Mostert. I think that's what it comes down to, right? If Miami's willing to pay him a couple million dollars, then no. But if you can get him back for a million dollars for the year, why not? You do have Elijah Mitchell, who's very similar to him. But both of them, we've seen Elijah Mitchell get hurt now often, too. They're smaller, right? So if you can have Moster and Mitchell, yes. you kind of just keep going back and forth between their injuries, that would be a nice little insurance policy there. So I'm down for that. But if, you know, Miami wants to go pay him three to $4 million a year, then you got to just say goodbye. You can find Moster is a great talent. He's super fast, but you can't trust him to stay healthy for more than, I mean, even one game last year, it's like we all were like pumped to see him again, finally healthy. And it, it lasted one game. So you can't go paying him much money. But if you can get them for, you know, super cheap, why not? The, I mean, a backfield of Mostert and Elijah Mitchell would just be unbelievable. The thing that Mostert provided this offense was explosive plays. That's why they put Debo back there, because they weren't getting explosive plays. They needed somebody that was going to be able to make a big chunk play. So you didn't have to have 12, 13, 14 play drives. I think next year, even if Mostert leaves, because you're going to get more explosive plays from the quarterback, 
I don't think you're going to have to put Debo Samuel in the backfield as much next year. I don't expect him to get nearly as many carries. I wouldn't be stunned if Debo became kind of like a red zone backfield type thing. I think he's going to be much more of a traditional wide receiver next year. And as, as cool as it would be to have most their back because the offense would be explosive. I agree with you. It's just a cost thing. You still have Trey Sermon, who's basically you haven't even unwrapped him. He's still in the packaging because he played like six snaps last year. You just can't spend any money on most her. No, and you can't. And if you're going to go spend money on a running back, like bring in a Rashad Penny. If that's if that's what you want to do, explosive plays, like Rashad Penny is explosive play after explosive play after explosive play, which is weird to me. We didn't see more of those explosive plays from Elijah Mitchell. Like he has the speed. Um, so you would think he would have that ability. Uh, Rashad Penny is just a beast when he's healthy. So if you're if you are going to put money down on Moster, I don't think he should cost anything, but if Miami's really going to get in this bidding war, then if you really want to do an upgrade, go get Rashad Penny, who could just be a monster. And I think his price is still low because his injury concerns. Right. Well, but then if I'm going to have a banged up running back, I might as well have the banged up running back. I know. Oh, no. If you can upgrade from most to Rashad Penny, you do that. Mm, I mean, I don't know if he's really an upgrade. I know he had a he had an insane end to the season last year. Penny was unbelievable. Penny's career yards per carry is 5.6. That's the most among all running backs drafted in the first round since 1950. This is the list. Rashad Penny, 5.6. Jim Brown, 5.2. Gail Sayers, 5.0. Barry Sanders, 5.0. I made this board and it's just hilarious to me. When I say board, it's like a graphic for NFL Network. They're yeah. never going to use it because it's the most ridiculous board of all time. <laughs> but I just was giggling while making it. He Like what Rashad Penny did last year was insane. Rashad Penny had plus 246 rushing yards over ex- expectation in 2021. That was third among running backs, only behind Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb, where Jonathan Taylor had 213 more carries than Penny. Right. <laughs> and Chubb had 109 more penny or carries than Penny. And he was just right behind them in yards over expectation. It's like, crazy. He, he killed it. Unbelievable. Like he was, He's a first-round talent. Like, let's not forget that it's all been because of injuries. Anytime he's on the field, he balls out, like always balls out. So he would definitely be an upgrade over most or get out of here. Mm, I don't know. I like Raheem. Stop I, saying, I don't know. <laughs> like, Stop saying, I don't know. How would he not be an upgrade? Because Rashad Penny has like six good games in his entire career. But it's all the games that he has 12 plus carries. Like, that's it. That's okay. anytime he's gotten an opportunity he falls out. He has over a hundred rushing yards every single time and scores touchdowns like no other because he gets these huge chunk plays. Are you talking about just this year or are you talking about overall? His average penny is average 134.7 rushing yards per games in game in career games with 12 plus carries. And what is average 7.7 yards per carry in such games. That is pretty damn high. It's only been seven career games. (laughs) So but that's the thing. I mean, anytime he gets, that's just 12 plus carries. Like that's it. That's all you're saying. And he's done it over and over and over for seven games. It's still a half of a season. I don't know. Like, obviously he's not going to keep up that crazy production, but anytime the student has had a chance, he's been healthy in the field. He's balled out. I would stick with Raheem Mostert personally. Uh, if they were the same exact price. Yeah. Cause Raheem knows the system. My jaw is dropped. He knows the system. What oh, is that hard crazy? to learn a system as a running back? It takes like one second. 
One it's, second. How, how many times you? do we see running backs get signed and just ball out for a team instantly? Like it happens all the time. Like you don't, you could just put them back there. Go. <laughs> Didn't happen Run. with Trey Sermon. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Let's get into another guy. And this, you're the perfect person to ask about this because the 49ers have needed a kick and punt returner basically since I've been alive. They had Ted Ginn for a couple of years when Jim Harbaugh was around. And other than that, they never have a good returner, or at least if they do, they don't actually put them back there and let them return kicks and punts. I keep seeing Ray Ray McLeod's name pop up that the Niners are going to be interested Kyle Why? Shanahan hates special teams. He has said flat out the only thing he wants the special teams to do is not screw it up. Just get the ball back to his offense. He does not care about return yardage at all. So why would the 49ers spend money on a returner? And if they did, is Ray Ray McLeod the guy that they would want? No, it, it, it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense to me. As a Steelers fan watching Ray Ray McLeod, I'm never happy. He makes really, he makes really stupid decisions all the time. He takes it out of the end zone when he shouldn't. He goes, he tries to make a play, goes backwards, loses yards, and he rarely goes for a long one. I don't ever remember him bringing one back. Maybe I'm wrong uh, to like actually score a touchdown. So I, I don't get why in the world you would even sign him to pay him anything. You can put anyone back there. Like how many special talents do the 49ers have? Like that can do something with the ball in their hands. You can use them. You can draft the guy in the sixth round and put him back there. Like, no, do not waste your money on Ray Ray McLeod. If he's going to be anything more than the vet minimum, do not, do not waste your money on that. I mean, the guy you just described sounds like the exact opposite of everything that Kyle Shanahan wants. He wants a guy that's going to know when to stay in the end zone. He wants a guy that's not going to run backwards. That's just going to take the yards that are there and move on. And you're right, by the way. Ray Ray McLeod has never returned a kick or a punt for yeah. a touchdown in his career. So there you go. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. We're looking here at Ray Ray McLeod. He averages 22.2 yards per attempt in kickoff returns. I mean, that's not special when comparing him to anybody. Uh, Braxton Berrios for the Jets averaged 30 yards per return. Uh, about the same attempt. So I don't I don't get it. Why don't they just let Ayuk do it? He was great yeah, I mean, at it Ayuk in college. Do it. I don't and maybe understand they're worried it. about him getting injured, but for the longest time, Antonio Brown was the Steelers returner, like because he was the best one, and he actually was a difference maker as a returner. If you want a difference maker that can get you into a good position, you got to put a guy like that. If you don't, like if you want a Ray Ray McLeod, you can find that anywhere on your roster. You can find that someone on your roster can do what Ray Ray McLeod is doing. There's that's just silly to me that they would even consider signing him. I feel like that's just like a made up rumor. Like that's yeah. like the weirdest made up rumor too. Cause he's such a random dude. Like right. who cares? <laughs> no, no. The weirdest, like, and I'm convinced that this is just a media driven thing. The weirdest narrative that has popped up is that Mitchell Trubisky is all of a sudden going to get a ton of money and could be a starting quarterback. Like what, what are people I just think that this is like Adam Schefter started this because he needed Trubisky to come on his podcast and people are like, oh yeah, Trubisky rehabbed his career, but he threw eight passes last year. Like, what are we talking about? And Mitchell one of them Trubisky, was an interception. Like, yeah, what? this is absurd. The best thing that you can be is a quarterback that was drafted in the first round who goes somewhere as a backup for a year. And then I guarantee you, People are going to be talking about your name if your contract comes up. It's just like, it's absurd. Mitchell Trubisky is a potato. Why are people even talking about this? 
I I could see. I think he does get a starting job next year. Unfortunately, you want him. I mean, if we don't get Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not going into the season with Mitch Trubisky. Or sorry, I'm not Mason going Rudolph. into this. Yeah, with Mason Rudolph. This is my thing with Mitch Trubisky, right? If we're willing to give Justin Fields another chance, which everyone is because Matt Nagy was so bad, then we have to be willing to give Mitch Trubisky another chance because he's been stuck with Matt Nagy, right? Pretty much his entire career besides his rookie season. I I think it's fair to give him another chance. I actually did this board for him. Keep calling boards like you guys know what I'm talking about. I did this graphic for NFL Network with Trubisky for free agency. And when you look at the Bears offense by starting quarterback, since 2018 in the Matt Nagy era, Trubisky did the best by far. He scored, like at least the offense did. The offense under Trubisky as a starter scored 23.3 points per game. Not great, but all the other quarterbacks scored 18.5. I mean, that's a five-point gap. The but yards just... are way up with Trubisky, yards per play, third down percent, passer rating. Like He did way better than all the other quarterbacks. Right, but now you're giving me the Jimmy Garoppolo argument. Yeah, well, he's so, better than Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, so he must be good. Like, no, he's not. But he's also better than good. Justin Fields, who we're going to give another chance to. Mitch Trubisky was a second overall pick. He was always supposed to be kind of this guy that's, you know, a little risky, developmental guy. Matt Nagy d- was a terrible coach, so didn't <laughs> develop him. Maybe, like, we're hearing all these rumors that, you know, Brian Dable's actually really interested in bringing Mitch Trubisky. He can come to the Giants and be a competition for Daniel Jones. That means Brian Dable saw something out of him in practice. Like that's a good sign that he's interested in him. If he wasn't, then I would be like, eh, but I I think it is fair that he gets another shot. If you want to give him another shot, because you're saying that Nagy was a disaster in Chicago. Okay. But you can't say he deserves another shot because of anything that he did last year. That's absurd. Like that just doesn't make any sense. I think it's because in the preseason, he had like a nice drive or something like exactly like, like what are we yeah. really that's that's all it takes now a, a preseason drive man oh my god and he I've did seen... bring the bears to the playoffs which is insane to me i know the defense was good but with matt Nagy, and he made he like matt Nagy was a a coach of the year wasn't he he won coach of the year yes, he did so trubisky was okay enough for him to win coach of the year. I I think we're not giving him enough credit for what he did in just a terrible, terrible situation. Mitchell Trubisky threw 41 touchdowns in his entire college career. Justin Fields threw 41 touchdowns in 2019 alone. So I think Fields is a much better player. Well, yeah. Oh, I love Fields. Don't get me wrong. You know that. If I could have Justin Fields or Mitch Trubisky, I'm taking Justin Fields in a second. I'm just saying, I don't think it's the worst option ever. I think it's better than trusting like Marcus Mariota, who I do. I'm already somehow talking myself into getting him to. <laughs> you it's, are just, you're in such bad. a bad place. It's it's so bad. But I do think like, I think Mitch Trubisky would be an upgrade to Daniel Jones. Yeah. I, uh, man, I don't know. At least put a competition out there and see who, who wins. But I, I think it's fair because even Mitch Trubisky would have to compete with Mason Rudolph. Right. I think he's better than him. So there are co- there's there's quarterbacks out there right now that are much worse than Trubisky that I think he deserves a starting job. Like they're talking about Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbert starting with the Bucks. He's much better than either of those two guys. Yeah. Tampa Bay, like they've kind of flown under the radar. They need a quarterback, too. They could get in, involved in this Jimmy thing if maybe they get desperate, although I don't think. Arians is going to like uh, noodle arm Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll have to they see. They have noodle arm Kyle Trask. And- That's true. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us as we continue the Jimmy Garoppolo watch. Uh, I'm going to ma- monitor my DMs to you from now on, and I'm going to maybe I'll just send you <laughs> voice recording instead of actual text, so that you don't make up stupid voices for me. I don't sound like this, Michelle. Hey, it might be better with the voice recording. They can they can actually hear what you sound like. Uh, whining about Devo Samuel being too good for you. I didn't. You are such you are twisting my words like a pretzel. How dare you? That is a complete misrepresentation. Uh, if you disagree with anything that we have Isn't said, that what the media does? Yeah. Oh man. Don't even get <laughs> me started on that. That was my favorite part of the Russ interview when he said the media blows things out of proportion. And I was like, dude, the media didn't come up with your stupid list of teams, you jerk. That's when I knew. That's when I knew he was definitely gone. When I said that to him and he was like, yeah, well, that's what makes sports great. It's like, that doesn't even make any sense for us. <laughs> God, thank God he's gone. He's gone now. You can't hurt me anymore, Russell Wilson. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all.